Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Fight Day Fanboy. If you enjoy the show, do us a favour, like, subscribe, do whatever you can to help us dominate these algorithms, alright? Alright, thanks guys, enjoy the show. Just want to talk, just want to... <laughs> We're on. Welcome to another episode. <laughs> Alex Kelly and the bad guy. I'll take it from here, Alex. Fight Day, Day Fanboy, Fanboy episode, episode four. Episode four. Fight Day Fanboy episode four, everybody. I'm here with Peter Walsh. I've heard there's two bad guys in the world. Siri told me today. One's located in Westland, Oregon. One's located in the Sunshine State of Queensland, Brisbane, Australia. There he is. Bald Hills. Peter Walsh. Bald, uh, bald, bald Hills. hills. The, the, the Bald Hills of Brisbane. The it's hood, more like, AKA. It's more like Balding Hills. I'll tell you, man, it is rough out here. The other day I was walking through the park and just in plain sight, I saw a guy litter, threw his empty sandwich bag on the ground. I had to pick it up and take it to the bin. Fucking rough, man. (laughs) Is that a jail jail thing? Yeah, it's a fucking jail thing. He's like, it was tough growing up in Western Oregon. That promo, man, he's like, it was tough growing up in Western Oregon. I had next door neighbours... Twin daughters, they had to share the Mercedes. They didn't get to drive that all by themselves. I was, I was walking down the street and I saw a guy litter. Could you believe it? Just in a park. Didn't even care. Didn't even look over his shoulder. Just blatantly littered. <laughs> just on the road. Okay. Jaywalking. Rough. <laughs> Shout out to old Chael. Shout out to all the boys competing in November. Oh Again. yeah, it's looking yeah. fresh, man. Thanks, thanks, brother. When we're what are we? Eleven days in now, right? Eleven days in. Look at this filthy bastard. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's cool. I can't good. Even... Nah, I already, I already had it before, but I just did when when November started. I did the whole shave and just left that, and now it looks like I'm just it's good killing it, it, killing it at this puberty game. Uh, fucking um, with November, is that a global charity or is that? Just in Australia. I'm pretty sure it was an Australian thing, right? I think it's an Australian thing. Yeah. And it yeah. ranges from, I guess, men's mental health and testicular cancer, isn't it? Yeah. So mental health, prostate cancer, testicular cancer. But yeah, no, I just wasn't sure if anybody, if anybody's watching this globally, you still got some random viewer from India or something. <laughs> just fucking. We do November over in New Delhi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Fight Day, fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. No, um, yeah, um, yeah. November, you can donate uh, at aumovember.com. Uh, really great cause. Good stuff for Australia. It's been a bit of a, like an Australian staple. I think Volkanovski's doing it at the moment too. He's been growing out a fat yeah. mustache at the moment. Yeah, nice. Which is hard for Better a Macedonian. Than... Um, <laughs> <laughs> hard for <laughs> a woolen gold <laughs> Macedonian. It's hard, for, it's hard for people on Windang Island. Um, yeah, so massive, massive card on the weekend again. Um, we did miss we so we did miss one last week. We actually we we produced an episode, but we didn't actually put out the episode. It was a bit. That one's probably going to stay in the halls of shame forever. Um, so obviously, we haven't talked much about Bryce Mitchell, but I want to get into this uh, this week uh, in particular. So obviously we had Glover Teixeira 
taking on Thiago Santos in a fight where actually, I'll admit it, you know, the, it didn't air, the episode didn't air, but I did say that I thought Thiago Santos would get it done. And he almost got it done. Like, it, but, you know, then it was all downhill from there. What did, what did you think of that, man? Like, did you, yeah, look, I think I think the fight was incredible. It was an incredible fight to watch, and and hats off to Glover. I fucking killed it. He's finished both those guys now. He's finished Thiago Santos, and he's finished um, <laughs> Anthony Smith in in spectacular fashions. You know, hats off to him. What is he? Forty three. He's fucking killing it. In 40, my opinion, forty one. Forty one. In my opinion. Fashion. In my opinion, you know, you, you compare him to how John Jones has fought those same two opponents. He's he's looking good. He's looking like he should get the next contender shot and be the number one contender. I, I hope he does get the shot because I mean, time's really ticking for him. Is he going to get the shot? Doesn't have that much time left. Oh, they said he's the number one contender. They announced it, but you know, because there's so much movement happening now in light heavyweight, especially with Adesanya coming up. You know, is that a sign you're going to be ready for the next shot? Or, you know, John Jones is gone. He's out of the picture. you got Blahovich there. I, I, the fight I would love to see next is Glover and Blahovich. I think I'm hoping you might need some time to, what, bulk up? <laughs> yeah, to get rid of that sag in his tits. <laughs> but as no, far but as I'm... I know, I don't think he's going to bulk up. So, I don't know. I hope he gets a shot. I mean, he doesn't need to bulk up, man. It's 205. He can, uh, I suppose, yeah, he probably would be better off serviced. It'd be a service to himself if he bulked up a bit, but he doesn't really need to that much. I, I just, I don't know if they're going to be able to, dude, I don't think they're going to be, they're going to be able to fit it in. I think Glover's going to get stitched up. I, mm. I don't, I don't see it happening. I think they're going to move straight to Adesanya, move it along because Adesanya's going to, he's still chasing that unicorn named John Jones. And I think yeah. they want to get that further along into fruition. But what is an interesting take is, could you imagine if they decided to say, fuck it, they offered Jones massive money. Jones comes down and fights Adesanya as like a light heavyweight contender fight while Glover and Jan actually fight for the belt. That could work. Worse. That could most certainly work. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we just have to play this one out and see. We're gonna we'll talk about that later, aren't we? Yeah, I know. Well, it's the dollar signs versus it's the dollar signs <laughs> versus the rankings, and it's like how long yeah. do you chase the dollar signs and delegitimize the rankings to do that? Mm-hmm. And to your point, and as, before, of, as, as of as of the rankings, I believe Glover is the number one contender. I know. No doubt about it. Now he's finished both the the top two contenders. So it puts him as number one behind Blahovich. It's kind of amazing because what you said before with the, you know, he doesn't have much time left. Top, it doesn't even seem like it. It seems like he's, no, he's the looking best incredible. Career. He's looking now. incredible in that fight. So, yeah, obviously we all saw it. Um, Santos hit him with some big shots early on in the first couple of minutes. And he just, he just took him like a slap in the face. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just just took them, just ate them, and just you know got the takedown, and just it was after about three in my in my opinion after about three minutes of the first round, it was just all Glover from there on in, and Tiago it was the same Santos. with Anthony Smith. Tiago Santos is a powerhouse, and they're massive shots. You know what I mean? The thing mm-hmm. the thing is is like, how the hell is it possible to get a better chin 
when you get older. I mean, this is kind of like people said Glover's chin was done when he got knocked out by Rumble Johnson in 12 seconds. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he's a different species of human, isn't he? He's crazy. He's just a grinder, man. He just found a way to get down there and just slug it out, which is kind of funny. I think that's that's fate, man. It, it just The fact that there's a possibility that Glover could just be on top of Adesanya just fucking go, boom, boom. <laughs> it just makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, locking him up. <laughs> then it could happen. Glover's been, been so impressive in his last two fights. I can't wait to see him fight again. He's interesting. He's great to watch. And you know he'll – someone like Adesanya, he'll bring the fight to him. He's got that Olenek feel, eh? He just sort of – Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, he's either, he's either, either going to kill or be killed. That's the thing with Olenek is you'll watch Olenek fight and it's it's always an interesting fight and, and somewhat of a grappling match or he gets knocked out in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same kind of thing with Glover, you know what I mean? Glover fights Blahovich. It's either going to end, I think it's going to either end two ways. Blahovich is just going to fucking hit him with a bomb 15 seconds in and just end his life, put him on the moon. Or yeah. he's going to grind down Blahovich and do a similar, similar outcome, beat him in the later rounds. Well, I think, to me, I think Blahovich is probably going to be able to get it done, but, you know, like. We'll, we'll, we'll tackle so it when it comes to it. But, um, yeah. So, another thing I wanted to talk to you about is the... Bryce like, Mitchell. Well, yeah. Okay, we'll talk, about, we'll talk about Bryce Mitchell for a bit. So, I know we covered it on the last fucking podcast, which will probably come out as a bonus episode in about five years. But, um, Bryce What Mitchell, an incredible dude. Yeah, oh, dude, he's nuts. He's nuts. What an How incredible he, dude. There's people that try to. It's probably good that I, I get a second take on this because I can. I've thought more about it, but there's people that try to actually be a star and try to do all that and try and talk the talk, walk the walk. But this guy is incredible, just in the, in how genuine he is. Like you want to hear, he's got a genuine X factor quality, and he's also mm-hmm. got ridiculous. Like that grappling game, it showed me that, you know, it just was it wasn't just all that. Like, yeah, he played with Charles Rosa, who's a legit fucking grappler as well. But with Andre Philly, a guy who's, you know, up there in sort of like that division, um, just a nuts performance, man. But it just begs the question how while there was some there was some resistance there that we didn't see from the Rosa fight. And I start to question what's it going to be like when it moves up in the to the higher parts of the division. Like, he clearly showed in that fight that he can fight with all the guys. You know, and I, I questioned his striking going into that fight because Andre Philly is a great striker. He's a phenomenal. He's a ranked opponent. He's one. He's you know he's nobody's fool in that in that weight class. Hmm. And he was striking with him. Not saying he was getting the better of the exchanges always, but he was certainly striking with the best of the best, you know, That's and true. not doing too bad. And then taking him to the ground, and Andre Philly's very hard to keep down, and he was, you know, getting back up, but he kept grinding, and his cardio was just phenomenal. Yeah, it's nice. And he, he, did, he did eat some big shots. He just, he's great all round. Yeah, he Going is. into, before, before that, watching his last fight, you know, we questioned it. Is he just a grappler? Is he just, you know, the Damien Meyer of the division? I'm not saying Damien Meyer's 
not bad at striking, but you know what I mean. Yeah, well, that's. But when he, you're, he 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 showed himself, in my opinion, to be a very complete fighter. When you're that, who was just a savage thing, on the ground. Yeah, when you're that good at one thing, you you just you got to stick to that. You got to be a specialist. You got to play to your strengths. And now with him, so he broke his hand in that fight as well. Um, yeah. So he's got a few months, but after that, you know, he's got a pretty clear like path in terms of training to actually have a bit of a break and get better, real better. So that's why I'm yeah. excited to see like, you know, a reinvention of Bryce Mitchell, not even a reinvention that he has to reinvent much, but just a more complete when he comes back, he's just going to keep getting better. He's younger. He's and, getting um, better every fight. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, cause now, um, so Biden, so, okay. So Joe Biden sort of elected president, right? President elect. You know, Is so that I done? I didn't want to, apparently, you know, Trump's okay. still going to try and overturn it in the Supreme Court, but he said that the first rule that he wanted to put into effect was a mandatory masks for the whole country. So if that's the case, Bryce Mitchell's going to be pretty fucking pissed. I think Joe Biden's going to end up in a twister attempt pretty soon. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fucking poor Biden. What did you think of his, what do you think of the rant, the Bryce Mitchell rant? Loved it, man. Loved it. Like like we sort of said on the last podcast, look, I don't, you know, it's a UFC platform. I don't think it's ever really going to get anywhere that is going to make any sort of noise. But it was just cool to see a young dude who's real, who's organic, who's not, you know, playing, you know, the worker game. He's just been in there. He's got his chance. And I just found, I just almost found it cute in a way. He just, he said what his, what his passions were, what his beliefs were. And, you know, to credit the man, he's, he's, I believe he's right. You know, and the way he said it, the way he said it was really well said. He didn't, you know, fuck it up. And he just, he just said what he wanted to believe and he even backed it up at the end of it by saying, you know, like I'm saying this because I'll never forgive myself for saying this. I've been given this platform in front of media to say this. I'm going to say it. I know I'm going to get a lot of people falling back on me saying, Oh, you shouldn't wear masks and blah. you should wear masks. Blah, blah. He's like, I don't care. This is my opinion and I'm going to use it because I can say what I want. And I just thought that that was really admirable. That's great, man. It's you great know, for, for any sort of fighter to do that and just come off unscripted. It's going to pay dividends. You know what I mean? Like you see, yeah. even, even with Woodley, even though like, you know, like all the respect, just those canned responses. And obviously with, if you look at all the political, if you look at all the people trying to make a political statement is around the world necessarily, there's always seems like there's some sort of, for the most part hesitation because someone's backed by a manager or a, a media conglomerate or anything else mm-hmm. and Bryce Mitchell so much influence Bryce Mitchell clearly doesn't give a fuck about that and that's mm-hmm. just that's just going to make his star shine brighter in terms of like just being a real ass dude and yeah 100% the UFC is the base where you sort of can just fucking say it. it's, there's not there's not that many restrictions on it you know what I mean that's the beautiful thing yeah. about the sport in the NFL I think you should I think you should just say for anyone watching this, this was in the post-fight press conference that Bryce Mitchell gave his opinion on on the law with masks. So if you can, you can easily find that on YouTube. It's just the UFC fight night, whatever number it was, post-fight press conference, and he had his little little spill for a few minutes, which was really cool. Beast man, fucking beast. Yeah. 
But um, love that dude. Can't wait to see him become a champion. Well, it's it's definitely likely. He's not in my he's not mm. in my top five list of people who will be crowned in twenty twenty one. So yeah, I don't think it's twenty one. I think it's more like twenty two. Twenty two. He's still he's still a young fish in a big pool. That's the good thing about it is like with these guys now is these unranked talents come out of nowhere and it's like we're watching these guys as like co-main event spots because they just immediately start getting noise. You know what I mean? Immediately start yeah. getting noise. And that's the cool thing about him, O'Malley, all the sort of the younger crew of people, you know, they're going to be around for a while, even Cheeto to an extent. Yeah, um, 100%. But yeah, so... <laughs> Cheeto. Cheeto. <laughs> Moving. So he's, he's fighting Jose Aldo. Yeah, God. So God damn it. Where do you... for, anyone, for, for anyone that knows that fight, go and have a look at the odds right now. The odds makers, I believe, have fucked that one up. They have fucked that one up big time. We've previously discussed this and I'm not a, you know, I'm not, not one to, I am a betting man. I'm not one to put huge money on one fight. But that fight, I'd be leaning to, you know, I, I, I might put some huge money on Aldo to win that fight. I don't, yeah, I, I really... That's the odds. He might just come and shock us, shock the world. Like, he's a great fighter. He's been around. He's, he's getting there. He's an up-and-comer as well. But the, yeah. thing, the thing is, is like, yeah, there's, there's not that much excuse to sell Jose Aldo short because he got pumped mm-hmm. by the best in the world. In his division, yeah. you know what I mean? And he's only fighting the best in the world. Exactly. You know, Cheeto, Cheeto Vera came in to, you know, Sean O'Malley was meant to win that fight. I'm not discrediting Cheeto, but, you know, Sean O'Malley's foot did collapse and it did sort of shorten the fight. You know, still Cheeto Vera won that fight, fair and square. It's, it's a fight game. Injuries happen. But, you know, I would I would honestly say if they had a rematch that Sean O'Malley would still come in as a favourite again. Yeah, I agree. And then for him to get a and then for him to get a fight against the best of all time, remarkably probably one of the best featherweights to ever walk the planet, and be not a fa- he's not a favourite, but they're quite close money. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And you know who also is close money? Um and Jose Addo's looking good too. He's not looking like he's deteriorating. He's lost his last few, but he's fighting fucking, you know, Peter Yarn. <laughs> I know. You know. I know. He's the he's you know? fucking the champ. He's a champ. He fought Ma- the champ. Marlon Vera. Like he's fighting, you know. He hung with the fucking he hung with the champ as well. That's the thing. That's the difference. It's like and all that punishment yeah. that he took, imagine Cheeto, if Cheeto's gonna get him down, it's not it's not gonna be an easy finish, it's not gonna be an easy night for him. Yeah, 100%. Hopefully, the, hopefully the, if he does win, hopefully the ref stops it a bit sooner, but we'll see. But um, <laughs> moving forward, just put your money on Yado. Just yeah, I know. don't blame me if you lose, but you'll probably win. Another person who's actually offering great returns, and I'll set the stage for this one. But the, moving on to this weekend's card, obviously we had we had we had a fight. We literally had a fight, which was probably going to shape lightweight to have like another big contender in it, if. Islam Makachev was able to get through RDA, RDA returning to lightweight, um, which is sort of interesting for him to come to go over his little run at welterweight and then come back down and try and hang with the lightweight guys again, which is arguably mm-hmm. a more stacked division. But so Islam Makachev was coming in 18 and one, looking fresh, looking real good, being um, 
again, the money, the money in that fight, even that was sort of tripped me out a bit. But nevertheless, um, Islam Makhachev is now out for undisclosed reasons. I don't know. Uh, undisclosed reasons, and it always it always gives me a bit of a like a weird vibe when everyone pulls out for some undisclosed reason. Uh, I hope it's not anything you know real serious. But um, now Paul Felder's in, and Paul Felder's come in with the late stage money, uh, which means like the late notice. I haven't money. checked the odds. Yeah. Yeah. So so Paul Felder, obviously, I would say you know regardless of him, so Paul Felder, people are they're betting on the fact that he's coming in late notice because RDA mm-hmm. is a serious, a pretty clear favorite in this one, which is quite ridiculous. In my opinion, I don't understand mm-hmm. like, yeah, sure. RDA is a former champ, all of that. Paul Felder actually said, he said this works perfectly for him because Paul Felder was actually training for a triathlon. So he was already in the one seventies anyway. So he just needs okay. to do a bit of water manipulation and come back down. Um, so he was just like, yeah, I'm already, I'm already in shape. because I was training for the triathlon. I'll come back down and I'll fight RDA. Um, now with that one, Paul Felder, I'm just gonna check the odds here, but I believe he was at about two thirty, which to me is, I believe Paul Felder will get this done. Yeah. Okay. I just, to me, to me, it just seems like Paul Felder's had tougher matchups RDA is coming off the mm-hmm. back of two losses, even though the decisions. Um, yeah. Was it a split decision with Hooker um, that Hooker won against Felder? Because it was a very close fight. Yeah, it wasn't split. I'm pretty sure it was unanimous. Maybe it was yeah. split. No, actually, maybe it was split. I'm not sure it was. Yeah, I think it was split. I but know. fucking, that was a very close fight. It could have gone either way. And he's then again with Edson Barboza. He beat Barboza, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So he's only lost against Hooker. Yeah, he's been fighting. He's fighting some good fights as of late. Yeah, he's looking real good, man. And he's keeping he is. up as well. And we, but we know, we know Dos Anjos is fucking always good. You know. He is. He is. But his last, like his last two, losing his last two. I know they were both unanimous decisions, but still, in my opinion, um, I'd have to go. It's with gonna be Gilbert. a great fight. Yeah, and RDA is changing divisions as well. Like, it, I know that's, that's not a huge thing. But obviously, he's coming back in with another career change. I just think how many more until it starts sort of to be going on the decline. And Paul Felder, if you if you're training, it works both ways because if you're training to fight Islam Makhachev and then you get Paul Felder, it's a it's a whole different experience. You're going to come in for a war. Islam Makhachev would have been a lot of anti wrestling. This is a fucking like a war. Now RDA is going to go through a, a two, war. At two dollars thirty, I tend to agree. I'd be putting my money on Felder. Hmm. I think if it was even money, if they were a dollar ninety or whatever even money is, I'd probably lean towards RDA maybe. But it's fucking nothing in it to me. Yeah. I can't really pick that fight. I mean, I can see it going both ways. I can see, I can see Felder knocking him out. Yeah, me too. That's what. That's and I, I, I can see Felder losing a decision. You know, what I mean, I can see a lot of different things. I can see Felder getting maybe subbed, maybe. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a fucking um, impossible fight to pick. Yeah. But yeah, no, two dollars thirty. I, I, I tend to agree with you. I don't think I, I probably if I was to put my, you know, 
life savings on it, I'd probably go with RDA. Okay. Why's that? Maybe. I'm just saying if I if I if it was a choice, if it was someone was like a choice, but it can just go either way that fight. I can't I, I would never put it I would never bet a case of beer on it with you, Alex. I feel I mean ever man, I think it's too close, but I feel Paul Felder's fight style it's, you know, this whole yeah. late money thing, this whole late money thing, it's, you know, it's, it's to, to me, it's nothing. Do you mean late money that he's, because he's taken the fight at late notice, he's going to be more of an underdog? Yeah, it's bullshit. Because at, at, at the end of the day, RDAs also hasn't been preparing for him. Yeah, I know. But you know what I mean? So that, that there's, there's disadvantages for both. Well, there's fighters that are game plan fighters that come in with a game plan to do it. And then there's fighters particular like opponent. Paul Felder who are just all round phenomenal, and they can just and they fight just fight. The Paul Felder's Paul Felder reminds me of Cowboy in that aspect, and I've I've heard Cowboy say in interviews before that he doesn't watch. Cowboy has a very elaborate life. He's he's got a lot of different passions. You know, he's he's cave diving one day and he's behind the boat jet skiing and he loves fighting. Yeah. I've heard him interview before. He does no research on his opponents. Half the time, he doesn't even know the opponent's name and he just goes in and fights them. His yeah. coaches suggest, oh, maybe watch some videos on you know Alexander Hernandez before you fight. He's like, no, I'll just fight him. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard Cowboy say that. He's like, I don't, I don't know. I haven't watched him fight. I only found out who he was um, three days before, you know, the fight was announced. And yeah, I know a bit. I, I know some opponents that he's beat, but I haven't watched him fight. We're just going to go in there and, and scrap it out, man. Cowboy's amazing. And Cowboy right wins. Now. And Cowboy wins fights. Sometimes that could work in your advantage. You know, you psych, is... you psych yourself out for a game plan, knowing an opponent's style, and then all of a sudden they do something else that throws a spanner in the works, and then you're focused on a game plan that's not working. I think Paul Felder fights fights that opposite way. He just goes in and fights, you know? 100%. So, I, agree. I don't think any of them really should be in a disadvantage. Fight's a fight. That's right. Well, just depend it, again, like I said, if there is a, any sort of disadvantage, it depends on the fighter. There's people that you know won't take a fight at late notice. For example, like, like actually, Connor would actually take a fight. Michael, Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler. Oh, yeah, but okay, so, so apparently, okay, so, did you hear this? Yes, yes, yes. I've heard uh, this, but you know, you know that uh, what happened was so. From what I heard, from what I heard, pretty much Chandler, some guy was like fucking talking to Chandler on, on Instagram, and RDA called him out. And Chandler, the fan said, "Why?" The fan like commented on Chandler's recent Instagram post, which is just like an unrelated post of like him and his family or something. And the fan, the fan was like, "Why are you fucking not fighting RDA? You're a bitch." And he said, <laughs> and then Chandler replied to it. He's like, "I'm not a bitch. I just have other things planned." So. Yeah, okay. But it's like, fuck that fan. It is what it is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> it is fan. what it is. It is what it is. Someone calls you out, you still respond, go, man, I'd love to, but I'm fucking busy. Yeah. Well, what, you what, know what I mean? What did you hear? Be the Darren Till. Be the Darren Till. Be the Darren Till. Like, the thing, uh, man, what could Chandler possibly have planned? That's the thing for me. In my mind, it could be fucking... I get you. One of those Tony guys. Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. 
we don't we don't know but at the end of the day we discussed this on the last podcast with Chandler coming in I I thought that you know for Chandler to just come in from another promotion and and automatically get a number one contender fight or be the backup for a Khabib fight I sort of we we spoke about that on the last one I thought it was unfair I think he should get an RDA or a Dan Hooker or something like that someone that's five or six and then get you, you know, same, same way Askren got Lawler. Yeah, 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 of course. You didn't just yeah. go, he just didn't, he didn't go straight into fucking Colby or Usman. Yeah, but Dana actually likes this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, yeah. That's the difference, really. But yeah, I guess it's, that's how, that, that's how it works in life business. You, 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 you gotta, you just, you gotta know someone. It's still not, it's still, it's against his logic though, because if Michael Chandler is to come in and then like, and then just, just like, just somehow just get through Tony and just prove that like the Bellator crew are legit or he's legit anyway, get through Tony, run up the ranks. Like it doesn't, it doesn't do a service. Like I think you need to market him in the USC before, dude, how many people, let alone actual hardcore fans, like I'll admit this, I don't watch, I don't watch Bellator. I don't watch Bellator no. fights very rarely. Like I know, I know the roster, but I don't watch it. Mm. So for Michael Chandler to just come over, yeah, I, I, I don't watch it either. Chandler I look up, fight. I look yeah. up the results. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, don't yeah, watch yeah. the fights. Like I've, I've, I've watched Michael Chandler fights, but the thing is, like, the thing is, is like how many people out there uh, don't watch Bellator at all? Millions, millions of UFC people. There's that many people. UFC is that big. There's so many people into the UFC that don't even know what the fucking, what Bellator is. Yeah. You know, you know, like they don't even know what Bellator is. So for him to just come in and beat Tony, the people are like, who the fuck's this guy? You know what I mean? You need to. I was, ta- I, was, I was talking to someone from work about it the other day and they thought it was a country. I was like, Oh, you follow UFC and we're having like this. It was just a normal casual fan. I was taught. He was just, he knew some things. I'm like, Oh, have you heard of Michael Chandler? He comes coming over from Bellator. He's like, oh, no, I haven't heard of him. I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, where's that? I'm like, Bellator. I'm like, they, they hold it here. He's like, oh, I thought, you, I thought it was a country. <laughs> like you, made, like, you said he was coming from Bellator. Like, oh like coming from God. fucking, you know, like Belgium. Like Belarus. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, you're right. People don't know. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing, amazing. I was I was saying it in some context. It's like, oh man, I thought I thought I didn't know it was another promotion. I thought it was a country. <laughs> oh god, that just shows you. You know what I mean? I know. Well, that's point proven, I guess. When you mm. mentioned Darren Till before, um, so Darren Till, fuck, when Mike's playing up a bit here. Um, Darren Till's also out. You you were the one to actually break the news to me. Um, of by, the, by a text with, message. By a text message. It's always the Breaking worst news. way to get news. It's always the worst. <laughs> I think I said it to you at about 7.30 in the morning as well, so you'd uh, wake up to it. Just completely me. fuck your day. Uh, ruin my night. I just... Dude, like, okay... So we, we looked it up and or, or you looked up, you were saying like it was injury and then I thought it would have been the lockdown. Yeah, uh, I was silly to think that it wasn't the no, lockdown. No, 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 it, it isn't the lockdown. 
Oh, it was injury. No, oh, it wasn't injury. Jeez, I got it <laughs> yeah, right. You want to? Oh, <laughs> I, I felt like I felt like an idiot when you turned around and said, "No, it's because of lockdown." I'm like, "Oh, that's right, fucking COVID." But I that, swear I'd read something saying injury. Yeah, well, that makes sense. But like, um, I I imagine, or what I hope is that they can get special permissions for this lockdown. Otherwise, it's going to be devastating. No, I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to see Leon Edwards and Shemaev. So, what was the injury? A knee injury. Knee oh, injury. knee injury. Which I hope is not anything. Right. I hope it's not anything too bad because fucking those knee injuries can be rough. How did he do that? Um. So I'm not sure. Training or some sort. Of fucking, okay. Maybe a case of raw dog beer fell in his. For, yeah, it could have could have been on his knees, fucking, you know, with Latori Gonzalez <laughs> bent over, fucking <laughs> scraped his scraped his knee on a couple of fucking marbles or something, Rubik's could cube. Imagine, could you imagine in a kids' bedroom? Just the fact that this is this has turned into like a, a really massive apparel brand, massive in terms of the MMA community. Now a beer, uh, you know, he's also doing a watch company. He hasn't called it Raw Dog Watches, but, you know, he's done, like, the Raw Dog logo. And now this is all just, like, one insult. And now it's turned into, like, a global brand. Every time Mike Perry would see this in the street, it'd probably kill him. Yeah. No, it's great. (laughs) It's fantastic. I think it's all in good fun. I don't know. I don't know how much Perry's genuinely offended or if he's might be working a little bit towards it. I don't know. Yeah. it is it is funny to me. It's lighthearted fun. Yeah. A fight between them at 180. <laughs> 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 All my dreams come true, man. True, like yeah. A fight between them two. Like, just... I, think it, I think it'll happen. I think there's a lot of interest in it. Whether Where their both careers go, I think I think one day we might be able to see a fight. I reckon if it's going to happen... Even if Perry be... loses his next fight and Darren Till gets a title shot and they're far ranked between each other, I think there's still so much stock in that fight for Perry to still get it, even if he's not in a top 10 rankings. Of course. yeah. And I think there's so much stock in it. He's moving to 185 too, right? So if he, mm. if he moves to 185 and he comes up, Darren Till can realistically risk his... We would, I don't think he'd be risking it because I think Darren Till would get it done in that fight. But the thing is, oh, 100%. Like, but I think Darren Till will wreck him. For, for him to right now, <laughs> the way middleweight is, for him to do that now is actually not a bad option. Yeah, it's not a bad option at all. You know, so oh, it's a huge fight. After it has to be after he corners him though. But then, oh fuck, I'm so yeah. so depressed that fight got called off. Who? Yeah, yeah. Who stepped in again? I can't even remember. Terrible. Oh, I don't know that one. Mike With Mike Perry. Because um, Robbie Lawler was out for some injury. Mike yeah. Perry fired. Let's go. Oh. Tim Means. Ah, right. Dirty Bird. <laughs> Dirty Bird. You should be able to get this one. Mike Perry, Mike Perry, I reckon wins that fight. Yeah, pretty, pretty easily against against Dirty Bird. Yeah, I think that could be a round one KO. Yeah, 
Dirty yeah. Bird's good. He's good, but he's... he's he's good and he's very lanky and he's got range and stuff. But Mike Perry just brawls. Mike Perry was, you know, a legit force at one point in terms of like you know. Like he he just... came into the he came into the UFC, I believe, ten and zero. Yeah. I think yeah. he came into the UFC ten and zero. Now he's, you know, fourteen and six. But <laughs> he came into the UFC ten and zero, and I think nine of them were round one KOs. He was on a flare. As long as he gets a lot of the stuff behind him, I think he should be pretty good. And then, yeah, you know, like I said, he's going to be. I think he's going to be around for a while. He's just one of those fighters. As long as he can stay in the win lose win lose win lose something near there, they'll keep him for sure. They'll keep him for sure. You know, they, yeah. I think you'd have to be on a fucking six-fight losing streak to actually, you know, agree. cut of, of whatnot. But, um, yeah. What else is there to fucking talk? Oh, we got another fight cancelled as well. Um, Amanda Nunes versus, versus another Brisbane bad guy. Oh, I, Megan Anderson. I didn't, I didn't realise that one was cancelled. Yeah, dude. So that got cancelled today. Undisclosed. Reason again, some sort of medical reason on Nunez's part. On Nunez's part. Yeah. Jeez. She just doesn't want any of that Aussie smoke. That's what she doesn't want. Pers- personal reason. Oh my god! Do you remember when Megan Anderson think, fought that shit? She fought someone and she. Do you think? Do you think fucking Nina could have fucking played a part in it? What do you mean? Nina could have got on the bloody Chardonnays and. Pulled out the big toolbox under the bed and fucking <laughs> <laughs> done some done some damage to fucking Nunes. God, where I don't know. Where you say personal reasons, it's like you know what. Yeah, you... it's like, what is it like? That's the thing with that. No one even figured out what the, it was with Whitaker that time. Same sort of thing. But um... I think it was. I think it was something like depression or mental health with Whitaker because yeah, he's yeah, a big yeah. ad, he's a big advocate for that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, Could yeah. have been. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Could have been a lesbian problem. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that fight's off, which is pretty... That sucks. It's pretty crazy. We already, knew, we already knew who was going to win anyway, so... Oh, yes. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing is that now that card is pretty much... It's, pretty much toast like there's not many good fights on that card like there's great fights obviously but there's not like the big seller of that that's a pay-per-view card right? don't we have garbrandt and figueredo uh that's off too what yeah yeah that's um that's off too <laughs> that's what i'm saying you'll see 255 that's what i mean like it's like yeah, well, let's just cut this one short, Alex. We've got nothing left to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, just, I've, just, I've just hit a wall, mate. I'm fucking gutted. I, I'm only legit just finding out about this now. Yeah. So You've just broken those two to me. I'm sorry, bro. Literally destroyed the December card. I'll find, I'll find the actual... Hold up. Let's see this. Fuck's sake. Fuck's sake. Yeah, so it was... Okay. Oh, oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, that's right. Of course. I should have done that. Um, Garbrandt was pulled. Alex Perez stepped in. Who's a good fighter, but he's not Cody Garbrandt. So the excitement 
of that kind of goes away. And then Shevchenko and um, Meyer. Yeah, Jennifer Meyer. So they're the they're that's the main and the co-main. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. So that's like so. There's no Garbrandt on that fight, which is I think I think that would have made Garbrandt was bringing a lot of stock to that fight. Oh, ridiculous amount of stock to that fight. Like, Being a um, former champion, Garbrandt is so fun to watch too. And um, Brandon Royval. Brandon Moreno. That's the guy that just uh, recently submitted Kai Cara France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Brandon Moreno, who's a good sort of uh, Mexican dude, yeah, that, like, real pale. That'll be a good fight. And then Shogun versus Paul Craig, which is just oh, like gosh for a like for a pay per view main card. It's just so yeah, fucking you know. I think I'll go to the pub. I think I'll go to the pub for that one and watch it for free. Yeah. <laughs> but let me check because I don't think the Nunez, the Nunez fight was meant to be. Um, I don't know if that was on the same card, was it? Surely it wasn't. That would have been three title fights. No, that was two, five, six. So they've literally, oh, okay. lost, they've literally pretty much lost two major. Major fights in a way, like I'm sure Big Red is yeah. fighting, but people were watching for Garbrandt as well. Yeah, he's champ, you know what I mean? That was yeah, so, of course. And so his so, last fight was phenomenal. It was almost like the old Cody was back. I know. Well, that was. <laughs> remember when Sean O'Malley had to compare those knockouts? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's my knockout, so I fake the uppercut, come through with the straight, and he's like, here's Cody's knockout. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck! You've got to love Shorto Valley. Yeah, brother. Well, them, them two have got to fight. We're pretty much out of things to talk about, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we, do we have to cover? Sorry for ruining your night. D- no, you're right. Dustin versus McGregor's done. Yeah, wow, that's cool. Which is, and that's next cool. year. That's yeah, January twenty third. Um, yeah, January twenty third, which would be a good, good fight there. Um, you know, is that uh, Australia Day? What's Australia Day? The twenty fourth, twenty sixth, twenty sixth. I was gonna say because twenty third in America would be twenty fourth. That we could be watching that on Australia Day. Yeah, it's called Invasion Day, bro. No. Yeah, invasion <laughs> Day. <laughs> That'll be um, the only Australia Day you'll ever see me wearing an Irish flag. <laughs> All right, Peter Walsh, the man. Jacob, proper 12. Always good to have you, the Brisbane bad guy. Um, Chael Sonnen, please don't come for our intellectual property. Uh, (laughs) You're the man. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for staying with us, Peter Walsh. Right now, I'm going to jump to my own little thing where I talk about an article just on the top five, um, top five most likely to be newly crowned champions in 2021. A lot of stuff in there that will be coming on fightdayfanboy.com as well. But um, so, in other words, I'll take it from here, Peter. You can bounce. I'll take it from here, Peter. (laughs) You can bounce. Alrighty, always a good time with the Brisbane bad guy, Peter Walsh. Um, Chelsea is going to be coming for his intellectual property very soon, uh, I'd imagine. Um. So I just wanted to do something a bit different. Um, I know like right now doing these podcasts on a weekly basis, um, just sort of 
you can sort of catch my opinion here and hear what I'd, my thoughts on the upcoming, just the landscape of MMA in general and the upcoming fights. But um, I am debuting uh, fightdayfanboy.com, which is a website where I wanted to actually host a lot of my writing projects. So you can see um, a few of my other opinions on there and just another way to digest some of the content as well. Um, for the first article back with fightdayfanboy.com, I wanted to do a thing, just a very simple concept. That concept is five newly crowned UFC champions or five people that are most likely to be crowned um, UFC champion in 2021. Now, just as a disclaimer, this list can include current champions who are going up to fight in a new division. Um, it can include people and tenders that are fighting in vacant divisions. Uh, and it can just include some real decent contenders that have had a massive 2020. So um, mainly between the start of 2021, the end of 2021, who I think is the five most likely people um, to become UFC champion or a new UFC champion. Um, so I've got a list of five guys, the five most likely. I'll start at number five. Uh, pretty much detailing the fifth, the person who I think is the fifth most likely to come in um, as a USC champion in 2021. And that is Robert Whitaker. So I believe the, the Australian native Robert Whitaker can do it um, in the middleweight division again, um, but the path would have to present itself and the opportunity would have to present himself, present itself for this to happen. Uh, I believe it's, it's quite a clear path. I mean, it's already sort of melding, melding now in the first place. And so you see the first action of that coming up uh, with Israel Adesanya moving up to light heavyweight to fight Jan Blahovic, which is something which is from what I've heard is in deep in discussion already. And it's almost at the point of being finalized. So number five would be Robert Whitaker reason is is genuinely we tend to see this a lot of people a lot of fighters who move up there's there's always a bit of a hoo-ha with dana white sort of wanted to push the division forward especially with middleweight there's a shitload of stack contenders um if israel were to move up which i believe he will uh, i believe it won't be long before we see an interim title and then an undisputed title champion crowned in middleweight and for Israel Adesanya, I don't believe there's much reason for him to come back down, given the fact that he's chasing that uh, unicorn up at heavyweight named John Jones. So fifth on my list is Robert Whitaker, and I believe for good reason. Again, this all has to do with sort of like the landscape, the most likelihood, the probability, everything going into that as well. Number four on my list is Kamzat Chemaev. Um, that right. Hamzat Chemaev, who is a ridiculous up-and-coming contender. He's been pretty much insane, looking dominant as hell, basically fighting two unranked people. Um, so it's a bit of a bit of a step up for him. But for him to do this, he would have to get through Leon Edwards, uh, who has been booked, which that fight is sort of somewhat in jeopardy as well. Um, but he would have to come, basically climb through his ranks, beat Leon, come through that whole situation and come out on top and then let's say 
judging from maybe one fight after that, he's in title contention. But just because he is such a wild card, such a wild factor, and he has looked so particularly dominant, uh, I believe Kamsat deserves a place in this list. Alrighty, back to it. So third on my list is actually a pretty unique one, pretty unusual. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people are going to agree with me on this one here. A um, bit of a typical pick, but I think if the cards play right um, and the UFC goes in the direction of dollar signs over rankings, this could definitely happen. So third on my list, without further ado, is... The notorious Conor McGregor coming back at lightweight. Um, I believe it is with the vacancy of Khabib, uh, provided that Khabib stays retired. Um, obviously, Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor, we've all heard the news that's done now, so it's finalised, set in stone. Um, with Khabib going, Dana needs to sort of put a new sort of light on the lightweight division. Granted, Poirier and McGregor is not the fight that is really ethical to make for the UFC, for the vacant UFC lightweight championship. But in terms of a business sense, for Dana to have Conor McGregor holding that belt up or, or Poirier for that, for that reason. But I think I do pick Conor in that fight. Um, just judged on their last couple of performances. And I believe, um, Every time Conor comes back, he shows us he's a bit more like he's more special than what he is. So if Conor's got his game hat on, he is the favourite on the bookies markets. I believe he's going to be able to do that one. And if it is the case where they want to get that real nice business profile of Conor McGregor holding up the belts, or, or he doesn't have two belts, he'd always be holding like this. But you know, holding up that belt, it's a definitely a possibility if the UFC takes the money the money route, which is what all businesses should be vying to take, of course, without ruining the legitimacy of the rankings. Um, but yeah, third on my list is Conor McGregor. All right. So we're down to the final two. Um, again, this, this list is, is very logic based and it's very, it, it's presented in a way where the, in terms of like what I think, is the logical path to happen in terms of like what the UFC wants to do with their business in 2021. Um, again, number two is one of the more obvious picks. It actually takes, it's, it's less inclined to it's, um, it's less provoked by circumstance and is more sort of just a genuine, more possible. You'll see when you got these lists, of a reality in 2021. And second on my list is, okay, so from the time I've been able to give that intro, he probably would have already knocked someone out. That's how crazy he is with his last, with his last couple of fights. So Francis, the predator in Garnu is number two on my list. And for very good reason, he's got a fight lined up with Stipe in March. Um, it's very likely he gets that done. Now, I don't believe... For me, in my personal opinion, I believe there is a good chance that Stipe does sort of do a repeat of what happened. But most people are saying that Francis has changed, and that's that's fair enough. But in terms of the most logic, the most logical decision, um, 
Francis Ngannou is way more of a likely contender than, say, a Conor McGregor or a Hamzat or a Robert Whitaker, where there's still questions and still business moves to be made for those routes to the title to be, you know, more concrete. Whereas Francis Ngannou, if he gets this done against Stipe and the bookies have him doing that, uh, and a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of pros have picked him as well, um, then he will be a champion come March. And it's it's sort of... it's. A likelihood if one of those shots land and they land in, you know, clean, brutal fashion. Couldn't even bear the thought of getting hit by that monster. Um, anyway, number one on the list. We'll go real simple. Number one on the list is... I'm just going to sound shit. Um, Israel Adesanya. So... No surprises there, right? Uh, Israel Adesanya moves up to take on Jan. Again, a tough fight for him. Um, but when that is finalised, and when I do believe that will be finalised, I could very well see the likelihood of Israel, just because of the kind of special athlete that he is, having more of an edge in that fight with Jan than Francis would have with Steve Bass. That's my justification for the one and two there. Um, but... For the most part, I do believe Israel's going to move up to a lot heavyweight and get that done, and that's going to also solidify the number five pick. Um, but, you know, if Israel can do that, and it seems like he's definitely moving that way, chasing that, like I said, unicorn in John Jones, um, it should get done. And that is why Israel Adesanya is my number one pick to win a UFC title in 2021. So with this article in general, um, obviously I've just given you a bit of a breakdown. Uh, I'm going to actually release a, a full article um, on my website, basically just detailing a few of the other reasons as to why I would believe these guys are the five most viable contenders. But fun article, um, just busted it out in a couple, in about an hour. Um, so if you guys can check that out, uh, like obviously I'm trying to get as much practice with this as possible. Um, in the audio sort of sphere but I'd love for you guys to check out my writing and just tell me what you think if you can leave a comment or do whatever you can give it a like or just you know inbox me directly and tell me your thoughts on it because as a you know as a writer trying to improve you know going through school now um, it's really valuable any sort of feedback is really valuable you know um, but yeah thank you guys so much for listening um, that has been another Fight Day fanboy in the books. I hope you enjoyed my little breakdown here. And I hope you enjoy what we got to with the Brisbane bad guy, Peter Walsh. Chael, don't come for us. Please don't sue us. Um, yeah, thanks, guys. If you can like, subscribe, do whatever you can to help us, you know, get, on, get onto the charts and just, uh, you know, reach more people. That's what it's all about. Get in the MMA community and just you know, get this show rolling. Thank you so much for your continued support, guys. We really appreciate it. It's massive for us. Um, just sort of whether it's just me and Peter doing our little regular shtick or it's just this, me talking to you guys, it's, it's all a massive help just to have people uh, listening and just, you know, digesting it all. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. We'll be back with more content next Tuesday. So I hope you enjoy that one. Oh, next Wednesday, sorry. 
So I hope you guys enjoy that one. Generally, the regular time is going to be 4.45 uh, p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. And for the Apple podcast section, generally we sort of release those a couple hours earlier. Um, but for the video content, we do that on YouTube roughly around 4.45, 5 uh, every Wednesday. So, yeah. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Peace.